0: Continuing Simon Aleph, we are up to Sif Vav. So the Kabbar says, You should only say the parashias are Karbanis by day. As we can imagine, the whole point of saying of saying Karbanis is as if we're bringing it, one cannot bring Karbanis by laila. So therefore you'd only say it by day. The Nafkamina would be if someone wakes up early uh, before Alois, so then you shouldn't be saying, you shouldn't be saying uh, Karbanis. At worst it would be reading the Torah, but. It's just an inappropriate time to say it. Let's see the mishabura sivkat and yitzayin. You could say it before day because lamaisa these this avodah was done at night. In the um i mean like if a person does not have time it's still better to say it at night than to not say it at all but that's not the best time to be saying carbonism tarah hamida if you need to stand during karbanis, i am the seven of them we'll see the halachas there because of the i don't say you because you can't bring karbanis karbanis nadava on shabbos i have a parish is the parish itself ain't has have said there's no loss by saying it. In hefse Arman ki kare like reading the Torah. If you're all you're doing is reading Torah, so then you might as well learn. If you're a b'tayra, you could learn. Mutav yoyse the parsha diyama, learn the parsha of, that, of that, that week, and uh, that would be a better way of spending your time on Shabbos morning than to say the karbanos. Mishu avel, someone's an avelis, lo yomer parsha he should not say the parshas of the karbanas. Some place can, and many places can argue on this Psak of the Mishabura. Look at the Piskechuvas. So there's different uh, different practices for Avelim. But the mishabur's Psak clearly is that they should not be saying it. But there are those that say, no, that Avel could indeed recite their Karbanes. Regarding the Yerat signs, so there are some of the Yerat signs, let's say, on Shabbos. that you could say, for example, the parsha's Tamid. So the first Yerat sign you say before the Tamid, that Yerat is not, uh, you're not asking for Bakasha, it's just... As if we brought the Tumid on a regular day, and therefore that would not be a problem to say it on Shabbos because the carbon Tumid was brought on Shabbos. They are brought as says, the Tumid. The Mishabur says, should not say the Yerotzin after the Chattos because. The chatas is the only broader one. Is actually chayav and chatas. Elam keen avera You're over in avera and you know you're over the day, right? So and you you fulfill the requirements of being a shaygig. And therefore, you go not to the unless you know you're chayav. We just had this in the DAF, from Chagiga, if you're listening to it uh, at, the, at this time, we, at the time of recording this, this recording, just learned this. So the Gemara there says that a person cannot bring a chatas, unless you had gide. So, okay, However, the Mishaburu concludes that if a person uh, feels like he really should be, should be saying it, so just say it all at night, even on a and be and go with the rely on the sheet does not hold, that there wouldn't be anything wrong with saying it a lot tonight. So that pasik is in in uh, parsha's shemini, you would say that pasik, even though it's not connected to the parsha of the Tamil Shoshachar, Shachar, but that pastik should be said with karbanis as well. Why? So if you look at the Mishburi, he says, Tamir, the Shakhar say, why? the madras, to If you say this Pasuk, it's brought in on the Madrash that Hashem will remember that, and therefore, you should say this when you recite Karbanais. In Siftes, the Shulchan Aruch concludes this simon by saying, the parashah of the simoniyak terrace and the way it's done. And if you look, Mosadur bring down all these different Karbanas and Ezehumu Mekahimwan, the parak of Rabbi Shmah, there are many different uh, minhagim, but this is all found in the Siddur. At the very least, a person should recite the parshas Tammid, the Mishibura uh, in Hilchas Tishbev, when he says that a person is not allowed to learn Tishbev. He says that you could say the parshas Tammid because that's considered essential to davening. So many people don't know this. They say we don't say our abundance but the parshas Tammid is, is, is a short parsha and should be recited every single day. Perhaps the kataris should also be recited every day, and so so those two. I highly recommend it to be part of one's uh daily davening If you have time, depending on the speed of your minion and how much time you uh you spend davening then of course in Simon who we went through all the different things once you recite the Paris like either the Parish on maybe that's Sarasa maybe not, but those are the different things that one would say on a daily basis. Before we begin Simon Bays, which we'll start tomorrow, I just wanted to bring a little bit of background information that should uh give us the proper perspective on the simon. So simon beys deals with the halachas of the bishas be'gadim, of getting dressed. And some of the halachas we know, some of them might seem somewhat extreme, especially in simon in the gimel, regarding the anhogas in the bathroom, the haggas when a person gets dressed. So I just want to bring Rav Moshe Feinstein's psaq, that really sheds light on what we do, and why most of what people typically do is fine. But before that, I just want to bring out that the bare halacha, in the beginning of simon gimel, so it's not tomorrow or semen, but in semen gimel, when he talks about tzniyas, he says, he brings the Gemara in Baraches, the Sama which discusses the Midah of, of tzniyas. The smak counts it as one of the mitzvahs, right? So of that a person should, should walk with tzniyas, that certain things should be private, not to reveal everything. So there's a very strong background to this concept of tzniyas. Sai for men, Sai for women. Tzniyas is something that's very important, how we live our lives, the lifestyle. So there's so much to talk about, but when it comes to halacha, the halacha here, in the beginning of Shulchan Aruch, which is dealing with a person getting dressed and getting ready for davening in the morning, so that's where we begin this uh, concept of of tzinias. So Rabbi Moshe says the following. He says that there's really three different dinim, three different categories of tzinias. Number one is that the most uh, revealing a person would be, which would be meaning the places of erva, so that'll be Usr to expose, even when a person's alone, when no one's around, that's Usr. that's pritzos mamish. So Rav Moshe says, let's say a person has no way of dealing with something, you have a medical issue, or you're getting dressed, and it is too time-consuming to follow what the Shulchan Aruch says says, getting dressed under, under your blankets, so Rav Moshe says that this is only Midas Chasidus, and therefore a person, if they have a room that's dedicated for changing, for example, a bathroom, even though he says only a bathroom that has a bathtub, which would be called the base so then you would say that that's a room that's dedicated for that, and therefore a person could change in that room. He doesn't say it would apply to a bathroom without a bathhouse. Some pesukim today would say that is included. That's the way a bathroom is typically used as a changing room, as a powder room. It could be used for that as well. But that's Aleph, and that's talking about a mamish. The second level is how a person walks around their own home. So Moshe says that a person should not walk around in their home even when no one's around any different than they would walk around if people were were present. So let's say a person is comfortable wearing shorts when his friends come over to say hi to pick up something so then he could wear shorts when when no one's around. But let's say he would be uncomfortable to be less than that or depending on the comfort level. So then a person is showing that my respect for the Shina is less than my respect for my neighbor who came to borrow sugar. So the way a person would want to be dressed when people come to their house doesn't mean your Rosh Hashiva, your parents, doesn't mean anyone like that. It just means regular people that come to your house. That level of dress code is required at all times, so that the shechina should not be any worse than your next-door neighbor. Now, of does point out, let's say it's extremely hot, you don't have air conditioning, or you're doing something which indicates why you're wearing less clothing, a person's working out, or cleaning something, whatever it is, so that even if a neighbor would come, they would understand the reason why you're not wearing uh, a full shirt is because you're doing X, Y, Z, so then that would be fine to walk around like that when you're in that situation, even, you know, even when no one's around. The third level, which is the way a person would dress when meeting, you know, Melech Basar Adam, an important business meeting, or the like. So that level is not required at all times. It's required when a person davening from Esre. When he's davening, so then you should show that when I'm going Likras Melech, to greet the king, so then a person has to wear, let's say, a jacket or a nice sweater, or something that shows that I take davening seriously, that I'm going with name Melech Basav Vedam. So there's three levels. There's... The the davening requirement, which is the way a person would go in front of noble people where he has to be at his best behavior. That's the way a person should dress for davening. The lower level is how a person should walk around in their own home. That should be at the very least the way you would be comfortable if if people came over to your house. We said the hetter of bazaar, it's very hot, where people would understand. And then the final category is getting undressed totally. So that's never mutter to do it in one's home. Obviously, you have to practically change, you have to take a shower, so in those situations, when a person is in a room that's dedicated for showering, for, for changing, I would add, for uh, for bathing, so then a person could, in fact, change like that and doesn't need to do the Shulchan Aruch's uh, suggestion of only getting undressed underneath one's blankets. Now, I just want to point out, this is Rav Moshe's Chiddush, there are those that say that we should follow the Shulchan Aruch even in situations where it's difficult or it's inconvenient, and a person should always get dressed while under their blanket, while under a, while in a robe, so as never to uncover themselves. But I think the, the Minog that uh, if you look at most of the swarm, the peskichuvas, they say the Minog really is like Rav Moshe, that as long as you have a room that's dedicated for it, a bathroom, so the, the shulchanorach is really lav davka, it's a Midas Hasidus. it's not a halacha requirement, it's more of a Midas Hasidus in inyanim of tzniahs, so if that's what people consider tzniahs, for someone to change in the bathroom, so it'll be fine for a person to change in the bathroom, they don't necessarily have to dafka change while underneath their blankets, while under a, a robe, they'll be able to change a there in the bathroom.